the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, this is Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Here is the latest from the dome to your home. The South Carolina General Assembly convened on Tuesday, January 14th for the second half of a two-year legislative session. The business license bill, House Bill 4431, is scheduled for a subcommittee hearing this Wednesday in a House subcommittee while senators continued debate on the education bill. The House Ways and Means Constitutional Subcommittee met last week, last Tuesday afternoon, and heard testimony from the Municipal Association and the South Carolina Association of Counties on the local government fund. The subcommittee members on the Constitutional Subcommittee are Bruce Bannister. He's the chairman. He's a Republican from Greenville. Nathan Ballantyne, a Republican from Lexington, and Representative Mike Satilli, a Republican from Charleston. Melissa Harrell on our staff testified on behalf of cities and towns and thanked the subcommittee members for passing the new law last session that provides a more reliable amount in the fund. That amount will be available shortly. If you want information on the local government fund, you can always call Melissa directly or email her. Don't forget that Hometown Legislative Action Day is scheduled for Tuesday, February 4th at the Marriott in Columbia. The pre-registration deadline is January 23rd, so that's coming up pretty soon. And the deadline to reserve a hotel room has already passed. You can always access the bills that were introduced last week and the bills that received action from a subcommittee or a committee last week through our legislative tracking system. And don't forget to always stay in touch with Scott and Melissa, our legislative team at the State House, through Twitter. Now that we've gotten through all of the basics in the report, here is really what I want to concentrate on. And I've brought in Scott Slatten, our newly minted Director of Advocacy and Communications. Welcome, Scott, Thank to the podcast. Thank you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Um, what, I really, what I really want to talk about, Scott, is the business license bill. We've, we've really got to concentrate on this because everybody's got to start calling, keep calling, continue yep. hitting home the issues with the current version of 4431. Now, we've got a subcommittee meeting this week. Yep. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, the the Business License Tax Reform Act, as it's called, is going to be in that subcommittee in the House Labor, Commerce, and Industry Committee on Wednesday. The legislators that we've been in touch with last week and, and others on staff have told us that the purpose of this particular subcommittee is to take testimony this mm-hmm. week from the, the proponents and the opponents of the bill or, or everybody else in between. Right. And so presumably another subcommittee will be held uh, in the future. And legislators have told us that what they would like to see as a result of this first subcommittee on Wednesday is the groups, to the stakeholders, the proponents and the opponents to get back together in a room mm-hmm. and come together in agreement on, on some language that can be brought back to the subcommittee and the full LCI committee for consideration. And, and to that end, we cities and towns have been negotiating in good faith with Absolutely. the stakeholders, mm-hmm. the State Chamber of Commerce, the Manufacturers Alliance, the Realtors, real estate agents over a, a year, over the years. And we have been proponents of cities and towns, proponents of standardization of the business license and, process. And that's been and that's been steady. That has been unwavering on our end 
since the beginning of this entire debate many years ago, and, and even right. in this current cycle of the end of last session and, and now the beginning of this. And one. let me ask you this. I, I, I know we're proponents of standardization, but mm-hmm. aren't cities doing that right now? Aren't we moving well, that, and the that, needle? Yeah, and so, you know, Hearing the the requests of the business community a number of years ago that hey it's more it's complicated there's too many deadlines we need we need to be easier cities and towns have been voluntarily moving toward the model business license tax ordinance that we've developed they've been doing that very steadily over the years and in fact of the 234 cities and towns that levy a business license tax almost probably around 130 of those are on the model ordinance. The rest of them, or many of the rest of them, are on some part of the model ordinance. So we're moving in that direction, and more and more cities every every month are uh, getting onto the model business license ordinance. So we're voluntarily moving in that direction. But right. unfortunately, the proponents of the current bill, mm-hmm. that's not enough. And so they are demanding, they're demanding not only standardization through a law, which, mm-hmm. uh, again, Perfectly we have been fine. agreeable to... Right. For a long time, they want to decimate the revenue generation uh, that comes from the business license tax by moving from gross income to net income as the basis for calculating the business license tax and giving a deep, deep discount to out-of-town businesses uh, on how much they would have to pay in a business license tax to the detriment of in-city businesses. And, And on those points, we have been very clear very firm and consistent in our opposition to it. Right. So it, it is no surprise to anybody on the other side of this argument or in the General Assembly mm-hmm. that cities and towns are opposed to anything, any measures that would reduce the amount of revenue that they collect to provide the services and the, uh, the quality of life that their residents and their businesses have asked for and demanded over the years. Right, right. So what we need is everyone uh, to reach out to their house member, let them know that you as a city and the Municipal Association on your behalf have, have been negotiating in good faith with the, the, the proponents of 4431 on standardization. We are in agreement with standardization, uh, but we cannot, we cannot abide by the, the, the proponents getting the whole pie. Right. which is what they're asking for, and the whole pie is them reducing the amount of revenue that cities and towns bring in. And and if, if there were some other way, Casey, for cities and towns to make up that revenue, right. then that would be, that we would might be having a different discussion. Right. But $400 plus million is what is generated by the business license tax across the state, and there is no other place in state law or in local ordinance to raise that kind of money or to replace that revenue. This this sounds like, and you know, a lot a lot of people lately have been talking about tax policy and tax reform. Yeah. I mean, that's been going on yeah. for years and years and years. You mm-hmm. remember the the tax commission, you know, I mean, all these people yes. that have proposed changes yeah. to our, our tax structure. Yeah. Um, this this is a reform of the of a local tax structure. Yes. That We've got to concentrate on good policy. This is also a debate about vital city services. Well, good tax policy, as a general rule, says that you expand the base on which you tax things and lower the rate. 
Correct. The bigger the base, the lower your rate can be. Well, this bill proposes, in going from gross to net, proposes to dramatically narrow the base, right. which would force cities to raise the rate right. on the very few businesses that are left paying the tax because there are so many exemptions uh, in this bill that it would be terribly unfair. It's just bad tax policy. It's the opposite of good tax policy. Right. Good tax policy, again, widen the base, lower the rate. And, and that, this narrows the base and raises the rate. And, and this, the, the changes that the bill proposes would have a direct effect on city services. Oh, and unquestionably. I mean, when you make cuts as dramatic as, as would be proposed in this bill to municipal revenues, uh, we ain't crying wolf when we say you're talking about cuts to pub, to core municipal services, right. public safety, uh, garbage collection, um, you name it. Anything that's funded out of the general fund is, uh, at would, risk. is, is certainly at risk. Yeah. And, and that's not a red herring. That's not a threat. That right. is a that is a fact. That's just a fact. Yeah. Well, let me let me go over just some some details really quick. So it's a, a special house labor, commerce and industry business license fees ad hoc subcommittee. It was created specifically to hear testimony on this bill. The member here are the members of this ad hoc subcommittee: Representative Craig Gagnon from Abbeville, mm -hmm. Representative Carl Anderson from Georgetown, uh, Representative Bart Blackwell from Aiken, William Cogswell from Charleston, Chandra Dillard from Greenville, Mike Forrester from Spartanburg, Joe Jefferson um, from down in Berkeley, Dorchester counties, mm -hmm. Russell Ott from St. Matthews. Kit Spires and Mac Tool from Lexington. And these House members have been appointed to serve on this subcommittee yep. to hear the testimony. So if you have, if any of these names sound familiar to you, they need to have, you need to have a conversation with them about how this bill, as it is written right now, would affect, directly affect your city. Yeah, and I would also encourage folks to go out and look at the sponsors of right. this bill. There are a good number of uh, sponsors on this bill. If your house member is a sponsor of this bill, we want you to call that house member this week and ask them to remove their name as a sponsor after you've clearly explained to them the effects that this bill will have on the services that you provide in your city. And even if, even if they're not a sponsor, even if they're not on this committee, we want you to reach out to your house member Absolutely. anyway and say, Absolutely. look, this debate is ongoing. You, you know, it hasn't gotten out of committee yet, but you need to let uh, those House members, your House member, know that this is not a good thing for cities and towns with regard to the revenue problems right. that, that are in it. Right. The standardization, again, we have negotiated in good faith with the proponents of the bill uh, on standardization, and we're all in agreement on that. And we could go forward today with a bill on standardization. But for uh, some of the the proponents' insistence on the on getting the whole pie, right? Yep. So, our our bottom line here is in uh, the dome to your home last week. This is these people are listed in the report. Um, you can click on a link to the bill in our tracking system and see all of the sponsors of the bill. The bottom line is Scott, no to the bill, no to forty four thirty one as it is written. Yes, to a bill that only handles standardization. Absolutely. We are yep. proposing solutions that will maintain the services, maintain the city, yep. and help city businesses. Because yep. sometimes I think people forget businesses lo locate in cities. Well, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes the, the folks who are, in, who are in favor of this bill will say, oh, well, look how much business license taxes have risen over the last 10 years. They've gone up, you know, and that's, it has to be because they went up because of rates. Well, that's not true. 
rates haven't gone up. Cities haven't been raising business license tax rates. The reason business license tax revenue has increased over the years is because there's more businesses that are locating inside of cities. There are more businesses coming into cities and doing business. Right, and because so, of the services that they are because, receiving. Yes, exactly. So that that's a that's a false argument that uh, that cities have been raising business license tax rates over the across the board over the years. That's just not true. It's because of the growth in the number of businesses uh, that we're seeing that and and businesses. Look, they are good partners with cities and towns, cities and towns, mayors, council members, staff. Everybody understands how vital and important businesses are, local businesses are to cities and towns, and they are good partners. But there are other interests around the state that don't share that view. And so uh, so here we are in the middle of this fight. And I hope we get it resolved um, very Absolutely. soon. Because we'd like to move on to other good policy issues and, and, and resolve this based on policy and not politics. Amen. Thank you for joining me this week, Scott. Congratulations on your new role. I look forward to working with you <laughs> as if I haven't been for the last million years. Exactly. Everybody, watch out for the dome from the dome to your home this week. Read past from the domes to get a, a, a historical sense of where we have been and where we're going on business licensing. Don't forget to follow our legislative team on Twitter and stay in touch for more information from the State House. Thank you for listening. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.